Hello, everyone, and thanks for joining M-Star Student Ministries Online. We're glad that you're with us today. And depending on when you're watching this, especially in the Northeast, you may be preparing for the snow or it's actually snowing right now. Latest forecast called for to up to two feet of snow. Uh, I don't know how much we'll get, but I do know this. It is definitely becoming, uh, it is definitely starting to look a lot like Christmas now that we have snow on the ground. Uh, but I do want to pray and say that we are praying for you uh, and your families. If you are traveling in this wintry weather right now, we hope and pray that you get home safely. And that this is one of the reasons why leadership asked me to just do an online format tonight, uh, just to make sure that everyone is home in, in, in regards to this snowstorm that is taking place. Before we continue today, tonight's study, or today's study, again, depending on when you're watching this, uh, in the book of Mark, there are just a couple things I want to remind us all. First, that there is a Google Hangout meeting at 7.30 p.m. tonight uh, to go a little bit more in-depth about what is going to be talked about today. Uh, to access that Google Hangout, parents, I sent you an email early this morning. Uh, students can access, access the link through that email that was sent out. You can also access the link through the uh, comment section in the Instagram TV and the YouTube link as well. As a second reminder, next week is our Christmas party, our White Elephant Christmas Party Exchange. Just as a reminder, please make sure to bring a gift students uh, to exchange to participate in this. If you, for whatever reason, cannot uh, afford a gift this year, uh, please let myself or another leader know. This way we can make sure there's enough gifts for everyone uh, next Wednesday. Again, that's next Wednesday, December 23rd. And then finally, in January, Pendel Youth is hosting their winter retreat for the new year. We are going on January 22nd to the 24th. If you are interested in going, and if your mom or dad are watching this, first and foremost, just nudge them on the couch or wherever you're watching this. Say, Mom, Dad, I want to go to this. Parents, this uh, information regarding this uh, winter retreat is found on the church website, mstarqtown.org. Or if you have the app on your cell phone, you can go to the our app, click under events, and towards the bottom, there is a description about the event and what uh, more information that you need to know about it. So we hope that you can join us as students and partaking in this winter retreat. Last year, we went for the first time. We know a lot of students who had a blast with it. This is where we also partaked in the uh, Speed the Light donation, where God laid on our heart how much we wanted to give last year, and we not only hit that, but exceeded that. And so I'm hoping and praying that God can show up in a mighty way uh, over this weekend, not just for our sake, but for your sake personally as well. Uh, spiritually, uh, it is our hearts as leaders to continue to see you grow in Christ Jesus and becoming stronger disciples for his kingdom. And so with that, we're going to continue our study in the book of Mark. If you're new with us and you, you found this online and you're like, oh, I want to see what this is about. We've been going through the book of Mark chapter by chapter, verse by verse since January of this year. And it's been a great journey so far. And ultimately through this journey, we've been asking ourselves, who is Jesus Christ to me? And ultimately, we have to make that decision. Do, do we believe that Jesus is who he says he is, that he is the son of God, that he is Messiah, that he is God in flesh? Is he just a historical figure who had some nice sayings and did some good things? Or does he not exist at all? And depending on what we choose and how we choose to, to believe in Christ, uh, ultimately it depends on how we're going to not just live our lives here on earth, 
but for the rest of eternity. And through the book of Mark, we've been seeing Jesus exclaiming how he is the Messiah through uh, his teachings, through his miracles, and through uh, you know, just some of the disputes that he's been having with uh, the Pharisees and the other religious leaders. And that's where we're at now in our portion as we're wrapping up Mark chapter 12. For those who've been joining with us over the last several weeks, uh, this is a point where the Pharisees and the scribes and, and the Sadducees are just really like trying to get under Jesus's skin, if, if I could put it uh, bluntly. They keep coming with questions. They keep trying to trap him. And in time and time and again, Jesus answers them and, and doesn't even get trapped. Actually, they, the, those who are asking questions come away stumped and like, man, he's, we don't know what else to ask. And, and so we saw that last week. And so some of the things that the, the religious leaders have been asking is, you know, who should we pay taxes to Caesar? And ultimately, Jesus said that you need to uh, give to God what is God and give to Caesar what is Caesar's. And ultimately, he's saying we are to give ourselves to God. Uh, we then, a couple of weeks after that, looked at the resurrection and the question about the resurrection, if it's real or not. And Jesus ultimately quoted that, yes, the resurrection is real, just based off of what we read in Exodus, that God said to Moses, I am the God of your father, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He didn't say I was, he says, I am, proving that, they are, that there is a resurrection. Also as well, uh, last week, we talked about the greatest commandment. And then a Pharisee and a scribe leader asked Jesus, what is the greatest commandment? And Jesus took two and fused it into one. And he said to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind and strength and to love your neighbor as yourself. And ultimately, we said that if you declare to love God, you must also love those around you. If you say that you love God, if you proclaim to be a Christ follower and you love Jesus Christ, that you must love those around you. And the word love that we looked at last week, we ultimately said that this is a choice, that it's a choice and that action must happen with this type of love. And we also said there are going to be times when it's difficult to love on others. But ultimately, to say that we love God but hate on other people, we are told in 1 John that uh, we are liars. And I said this last week as well, just because we may disagree with someone's actions and what they're doing, it doesn't mean that we stop loving them. We still love them. Um, you know, loving them is shown in many different ways. And if you want to know about that, I would encourage you to go to our uh, Spotify or Apple uh, podcast to listen to uh, last week's message about that. So tonight, as we dive in, we're going to look at five verses in Mark chapter 12, 35 through 40. And we're going to look at how pride can hinder our growth. We're going to look at how pride can hinder our growth as disciples. And I got to be honest with you, this one uh, hits home for me uh, a lot. Uh, it's very easy in the position that I'm in and other pastors who may be watching this or those on the volunteer team who are in leadership position or even some of our student leaders. This, this, this is a this one's going to hit home. I'm just going to say that. It's going to hit home a little bit, and you're going to see how uh, 
my hope and prayer anyways, is you're going to see how we need to watch our, watch our pride. We need to watch how we're uh, getting glorified in different ways, uh, because ultimately it's not about us, right? At the end of the day, it's not about us. It's not about how great of a speaker we are or leaders that we are. It's ultimately pointing our faith and love and hope back to Jesus Christ and giving him all the glory. And so with that, join me today as we proclaim God's word, Mark chapter 12, verses 35 through 40. And as Jesus taught in the temple, he said, How can the scribes say that the Christ is the son of David? David himself in the Holy Spirit declared, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand until I put your enemies under your feet. David himself calls him Lord. So how is he his son? And the great throng heard him gladly. And in his teaching, he said, Beware of the scribes and who like to walk around in long robes and like greetings in the marketplace and have the best seats in the synagogues and the places of honor at feasts, who devour widows' houses and for a pretense make long prayers. They will receive their great condemnation. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I just thank you, Lord Jesus, for those who are partaking in this worship with us today, Lord God. Holy Spirit, I pray that you just work through me today, Lord God. I pray that they see you and they don't see me. I pray that they hear you, Jesus, and they don't hear me. Holy Spirit, I pray for all those that are listening. I pray that they have ears that are open to hearing what your word has to say and hearts open to receiving your word today as well, Lord God. As I'm going to mention, it's very easy to get puffed up with knowledge, Lord. And that's not what we're just here for, Lord. We're here to, to live a life that's glorifying to you. We're here to put what we're going to learn today into practice, Lord God. And it's only by your grace that we are saved. And it's only by your grace and your strength that we continue to grow and be sanctified. For your holy name, Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. And amen. And so we look at this, and the first thing I notice is that the Pharisees and the religious leaders, they're not the ones asking questions anymore. Uh, it's Jesus asking the questions. And we see here right away, uh, what I've noticed anyways when looking at this uh, and going through what, we're, what we've seen over the last three weeks with the, with the Pharisees and the Herodians and the scribes coming up with all of these questions it just seems like they're trying to prove that they're right. You know, they're trying to prove, even though Jesus is the Son of God, the Pharisees are, and, and the religious leaders are trying to prove that they're right. It seems that their pride is getting in the way to, to seeing and, and believing that Jesus Christ is who he says he is. And that's the big idea we're going to talk about tonight is like when pride gets in our way. You know, when pride gets in our way, and you may be asking, well, what is pride? What is the definition of pride? And pride, uh, according to Bible Dictionary, is arrogance or delusions of greatness on uh, ascent of one's achievements, status, or position, possessions. Scriptures frequently speak of God humbling the proud. So when we get prideful or we get proud, we're, we're all about ourselves. We're all about how, look at how great I am. Look at how great I'm doing. And Proverbs uh, chapter 16, verses 18 through 19 actually warns us 
about having a prideful spirit. So if you have your Bible, your Bible app, Proverbs 16. Proverbs 16, 18 through 19, and it reads this. Pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. It is better to be a lowly spirit with the poor than to divide the spoil with the proud. And ultimately what's being said here is like, listen, don't think too highly of yourself. Don't start gloating about all of your accomplishments and and everything that you have achieved. Stay humble because ultimately at the end of the day, Jesus Christ will humble you first. And I'll be honest, I've been in situations like that before, and it's not fun. It's, it's not fun when you, when you walk around thinking that you're, you're the man or you're the woman and you act like that. Everything in life you have perfect down to the wire, and God can just humble you instantly and remind you, no, I, I don't have all of this together. But question you may be asking, like, well, what causes us to get prideful? What can cause us to, in our pride, be blinded to what the Bible has to say, uh, listening to, you know, other preachers and what they're proclaiming in God's word? And what, what kept the, the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the Herodians and the scribes, what kept them blind from actually receiving God and, and, and hearing who Jesus says he is. Because you got to think about this. The, the Pharisees and the scribes and them, they knew the scriptures. They, they knew the Old Testament. They, they uh, religiously, no pun intended, uh, were in the Old Testament. So they, they studied these things. And that's actually the first part I want to talk about. What, what can cause pride? And it's knowledge. The first thing is knowledge. Mark chapter 12, 35 through 37, we see, and as Jesus taught in the temple, it said, he said, how can the scribes say that the Christ is the son of David? David himself in the Holy Spirit declared, the Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I put your enemies under your feet. So what Jesus is saying here is, listen, they knew the knowledge because the Pharisees and all the religious leaders kept saying, well, the Messiah is the son of David. The Messiah is the son of David, that the Messiah is going to come from the lineage of David, which is true, which is true. That's what, you know, we we don't want to to say that's not true. But they were so focused on that, that knowledge of like, oh yeah, well, the Messiah is going to come through David. He's the, the son of David, that they could admit that they could have missed, be blinded to what David said in Psalm 110, Verses 1 through 5, and, and Jesus is only quoting the first couple of verses in Psalm 110, saying that the, the Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I put your enemies under your feet. What David is ultimately saying is that the Lord who, you know, the Messiah, even though he's coming through me, he's still my Lord. He's my Lord. So even though son of David or son of man, as we've read through Mark, The Messiah is still David's Lord. And sometimes we can get blinded. And my point being with, we can have all the knowledge of the scriptures. Well, I don't know. That's hard to say, to have all knowledge of the scriptures. I don't know if anyone can comprehend all all of what scripture has to say. I know I don't. Um, but But to act like we have all the knowledge of the scriptures, to act like we know all the answers to what God's word has to say, 
can blind us to actually being in an obedient relationship with Christ. Remember just a couple weeks ago, I said there's a difference between knowing the scriptures and knowing the scriptures. You can know the scriptures theologically. You know, there are, there are uh, teachers and professors who are a lot smarter than me out there who have the master's degree and everything like that. So they know in their heads, they have all this theology and all these teachings in that. But unfortunately, there are some who have all this knowledge, but yet don't believe it in your heart. And that's the thing. And even Paul uh, warns this in 1 Corinthians chapter 8, 1 through 2, when he's writing a letter to uh, the Corinthian church about idols of food. And he, 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 what, and he um, reminds them to not be puffed up in knowledge because he writes that, I know that you guys know what I'm about to say, but don't be puffed up in knowledge. Meaning like, listen, you can know, you can know what it says, but to, wisdom actually means to apply what the scriptures are saying. You know, you can have the knowledge of like, oh, I know I need to pray. Oh, I know I should be in communion with the Lord. I know I should love like we talked about last week. But to not put those into practice, but have all the, to, to seem like you have all this knowledge can make us become a little prideful in a sense. So the first thing that causes pride is knowledge. Uh, the second thing that causes pride is titles. Titles In Mark chapter 12, verse 38, Jesus says this, And in his teachings he said, Beware of the scribe who like, to walk, who like to walk around in long robes and like greetings in the marketplace. Now, in our Google Hangout session at 7.30 tonight, we're going to actually dive a little bit deeper into this. Like Mark only gives us like quick points with this. But in the book of Matthew, Matthew chapter 23, Jesus, uh, it's recorded Jesus has seven woes to the scribes and the Pharisees. And during that Google Hangout, we're going to take what we're reading here now and then dive in a little bit deeper into Matthew 23 and, and seeing the warning that Jesus is giving to the scribes. And here, here, let me sidebar this if I didn't preface this as enough. Don't be going at this by looking like, how dare those Pharisees? How dare those scribes? Because we can easily fall into this as well. Okay, we can easily fall into any of these traps, when, whether it becomes knowledge or the second one uh, called with titles. You know, uh, some of you on the student in the student ministry, you serve as student leaders. You're part of the worship team and there's other things that you uh, do as well. And because of those titles, sometimes it and I can't speak for you, but I'll speak for myself. There are times that when it comes to titles knowing that like, oh, I'm Pastor Mike, it could be very easy in my flesh to say like, oh yeah, well, I'm the leader, I, I know it all. Or yes, you need to glorify me because I'm the leader. That's why I encourage people when say, people say like, oh, Pastor Mike, Pastor Mike, I always joke and say, uh, on my birth certificate, it doesn't say Pastor Mike, it just says Mike or Michael, I should say. Um, now I get it out of respect, you, you say, Pastor, and I, and I get that. Uh, but I ultimately never want my title to be my identity. I never want my title to be my identity. And that's what Jesus is saying here, like that the, the scribes and the Pharisees, that they, they actually go around looking for people to say, oh, teacher, oh, rabbi, and, and just glorify them and in their title. 
And, and that's a warning for all of us. Whether you're in a titled position or not, we should not be looking to um, be glorified in our position. We should just be humble servants in the role that Christ has called us to be. So what causes pride? Knowledge, especially knowledge that isn't applied, and we think that we know it all when we actually don't know it all. Uh, the second thing could be titles and positions. The third thing could be recognition. In verse 39, it says, and have the best, they, Jesus goes on and says, they have the best seats in the synagogues and the places of honor at feasts. So with titles, and depending on what you're leading or, or if you've played sports, you, there are times you've been in, uh, honored and being recognized for some of the things that you've done. And Jesus isn't saying there's anything wrong with being honored and recognized. However, again, if your identity is all about the acclimates that you've done, eventually it's not going to fulfill your soul. I, honestly, it doesn't. That's why I think of sports, for example. Uh, NFL is going on right now and the basketball season is going to be starting up here soon. A lot of them play sports and they have this hunger to win the national championship, right? And there's nothing wrong with winning that, right? That, like, you want to be competitive and win that. You have goals. That's awesome, right? But if you look at the studies of those who have won a championship and they think they've, they've made it to the top of the world and after they've won the championship, this is the question that goes into their mind. This is it? This is, this is all I, that I've done and with all these titles and all, the, 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 all this hard work and this recognition of being a Super Bowl champ. That's it. You know, yes, you get a parade and yes, you get a Super Bowl ring. But at the end of the day, sometimes some of these players are like, I thought there was more to this. Why, why doesn't my soul feel uh, filled right now? And ultimately, it's because recognition and silly things of this world will never fill our souls. It's only Christ Jesus that fills our soul. Jesus himself says that man alone cannot, man cannot live on bread alone, but can live on every word of the word, can live on every word of God. And he also goes on and says, those who ever thirst can drink of my well and never be thirsty again. Ultimately, meaning that Jesus Christ is the only one who can fulfill our souls. And what can happen sometimes with all the acclimates and recognition that we get, we can get so puffed up and so prideful in thinking that we're somehow good that, that we, we actually forget that we miss the mark. We all miss the mark. We all fall short of the glory of God. And I, I know for me, recognition, and I'll, I'll speak to myself here uh, personally, this is one at times that I struggle with. Uh, someone who, who loves to be a people pleaser, uh, someone who I, I guess I would say growing up, I always felt like I didn't get enough recognition, quote unquote. Um, there are times in my flesh, I, that's all I want to search for is recognition. Like I just want to hear people tell me how great I am or you're doing a great job or getting all these awards to prove to people how great I am. And, I, and I've had to check myself and say, listen, uh, all of these awards and everything don't determine how great I am, especially when it comes to God's eyes. Ultimately, on the day of judgment, when I am there in front of Christ and he is judging me and I'm being judged, it's not about how many awards did I win for him. It was ultimately, did I put my faith and trust 
and what Christ did for me on the cross? Did I, did I glorify him? Did I make sure that he was known and, that, that, and not that Mike Kubis was known? And so what causes pride? Knowledge, titles, recognition, and the last one is hypocrisy. In verse 40, Jesus says, Who devour widows' houses and for a pretense make long prayers, they will receive their greater condemnation. Ultimately, and, and we'll look at this in Matthew 23 when we go into our Google Hangout, Jesus is ultimately saying, listen, you guys act like hypocrites. You know, you, you tell the people all these burdens and all these laws and, and you tell them to carry them, but ultimately you won't. You know, you, you pray these lofty prayers to make, make sure you look great on the outside, that you look great in front of all the people. And yet you don't even take time at home in your personal life to uh, be with me. You know, and I'll be honest, like 2020 has been a great year of learning for me. You know, there's a lot of things that I've learned being in God's word and outside resources and books. Like I'm someone who loves to read. And honestly, all of these things I've struggled with when it comes to pride. But here's my point. There have been times where I've caught myself being hypocritical, you know, telling people, or acting hypocritical, I should say, telling people to do one thing and, and, and not another, or something that God has laid in my heart a little bit more uh, as this year ends is that being in relationship with him, you know, again, all the knowledge, I can tell everyone to pray, but if, I, if my prayer life is struggling a little bit, I, I need to make sure that I am in his presence, in his presence alone. If, if I'm telling people that being in God's word will help you when you're in the midst of a spiritual battle. And, and to be honest, all of us have spiritual battles between our flesh and what God is calling us to do as disciples. What, you know, the moment you say, I'm a follower of Christ, that battle intensifies because we're at war. We're, we're at war between good and evil. And the evil one, Satan himself, would love nothing but to see us killed and destroyed as the church. And one of the ways that happens is through hypocrisy. But... My point being is if I, if I tell you guys to do all these things, but I'm not even living it out. Honestly, you, you don't want to follow me, right? You don't want to follow those who, who aren't even trying to live out being a disciple for Christ. Now, there's a difference between having a personal struggle and a fight versus acting uh, hypocritical. There, you know, you, we've seen throughout this uh, study how the disciples have struggled at times in, you know, believing in Christ, you know, when, when the storm uh, hit in the waters or, or really understanding what Christ has to say. And we all go through those struggles. But to, but to know to do good and to not do it is sinful, right? Um, and to, to act in a hypocritical way, honestly, is pride. It's prideful. We're, we're somehow saying, you know, the word of God I'm telling you what to do, and it applies to you, but somehow I've arrived. That's, that's, that's the biggest thing. If you are starting to act hypocritical, and this is, again, just from my own personal experience, if you're starting to act in ways that seem hypocritical, it means that you believe that you have arrived, that you are the star of the show now. And, and that is a, when you, you need to recognize that right away. You know, that, that's a spiritual blindness that's just trying to show, like, you've arrived. You can just 
be comfortable in, in your walk with the Lord. And there's nowhere in Scripture where I read that we are to be comfortable. We are to be content in our walk, but we are not to be comfortable. We are to be seeking Him daily. We are to recognize that we are in this battle. And ultimately, one question you need to ask yourself is, out of these four things, which one am I struggling with right now that, that may be causing me to be prideful? You know, with so much knowledge being built up that I'm acting self-righteous? Are my titles and recognition that I'm getting and the glorification of man making me somehow think I'm better than Jesus, the Son of God? And that's, you know, as I say that, you may be saying, oh, I've never said that. Yeah, we may have never said that, but our actions or our thoughts may be uh, completely different. And finally, are we, you know, the other way is, are we acting hypocritical? Am I not doing the things that, you know, I know I should be doing, and, but demanding it on other people? You know, Jesus says that it's very easy for us to look at the, the, the plank in someone's eye, but we don't recognize the, the log that's in our own eye. And so that's one question to, to, to ask yourself. But another thing you may be asking, well, how do I destroy this, this pride? How, how do I destroy this selfishness that it's all about me and my greatness and, and what I've accomplished? It's ultimately being in God's word and reading through the scriptures and recognizing, number one, that we are sinful. As I said earlier, all of us fall short to the glory of God. And the second thing is, is that Jesus paid it all. Jesus Christ did all the work for our eternal salvation. There is nothing that we can do that earns us eternal salvation. It is only through the works of the cross of Jesus Christ in which we are saved by grace through faith in him. And when we recognize that and humble ourselves and say, Christ, it's only you and you alone. Guide me in every step of my way. I love what David says. A lamp, your lamp your lamp is a guide to my feet. And my hope and prayer uh, today, whenever you're watching this, whoever wa is watching this, that Christ Jesus is that lamp and that he is guiding you. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for today, Lord. I thank you as we read through these scriptures on how we can uh, better see on falling into the trap of being prideful, Lord God. I pray for all of us in here, all that are watching, who may have struggled with any of these uh, issues when it comes to being puffed up in knowledge or um, wanting the recognition because of our titles and, and what we've accomplished or, or maybe even not acting uh, in the ways that we should be called to because we think we have somehow arrived. Lord Jesus, Proverbs tells us that you will humble us. So, Father, for us that are acting prideful, I pray that you humble us, Lord. And those of us who, who may not be uh, there yet, uh, I pray that we continue to stay humble. I pray that we continue to put you, Jesus Christ, first. You put you Put you in control. That you are the one who's ultimately in control of our lives. You are the one who has authority of all things that are taking place. That you are our number one priority. Not ourselves. But you are our number one. It's not about our glory. It's about your glory, Lord God. So may we walk in a stature like that where we're 
walking in humility, where we want to give you all the glory. We want to give you all the credit, Lord Jesus. God, I pray that we have hearts that are humble to, to recognize when we are bring, being prideful, when we're allowing this sin to blind us, Lord Jesus. And I pray that we can recognize it sooner rather than later. Because pridefulness can, can, like any other sin, lead to hardened hearts. And if our hearts are hardened to you, Lord Jesus, we can miss out. We can miss out to who you truly are. We can miss out to you as, as the Son of the living God who saved us from our sins. We can miss out on the, on the glory and the love that you have for us for, for what you've done on the cross, Lord Jesus. In our pride and selfishness, we can, we can miss out on what the true Christmas season is all about. It's not about consumerism. It's not about all the gifts that I have given, Lord God, but it's about you as the perfect gift, leaving your throne, and humbling yourself, coming into this world to save ours. God, may we never forget that. And may all glory and honor be given to you. In Christ Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And amen. So I hope you guys can join us tonight, 7.30 at the Google Hangouts as we dive a little more in depth uh, in this conversation in regards to pride and more of the warnings that Jesus mentions in Matthew 23. Again, you can click the link below in the Instagram page or the YouTube page or in the parent email that I sent out this morning uh, to access that Google Hangout. God bless you guys.